All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Breaking the Trend podcast, Sports and Society. I'm Adam Stowe. How are you, Clay? I'm doing good. You? Doing good, man. Clay Mitchell on the horn with us, uh, co-host here. Uh, here you got some news for us, Clay. What's, what's your news this week? Finally got myself a job that's going to be steady. Well, man, congratulations, and I'm going to have to come visit you. you now I'm a big man. I like the food. I hear you've been doing some cooking. Is that true? Yes, sir. Making pizzas. That's my job. Hey, nothing wrong with a big pizza. And I like, hey, that gas station pizza out there is usually pretty good. So I know my, my, my son and your one of your best friends came out of visit you the other day, right? Mm-hmm. He knew how stressed out I was for it. So he came out and said hi. And then actually, uh, him, Andy Bishop, and Patrick all came out. Oh, uh, well, hey, that's, that's a great group of kids. And I think they're just trying to support you in your new job. So I think that's awesome. Congratulations. I know you've been working hard trying to find a job. Yes, sir, man. It's been, I mean, that was the roughest part of my summer is trying to find a job because everybody's already hired everybody up because of how late I came in. But, you know. Yeah, well, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll sing your praises to anybody that wants a chance to hire a good guy like Clay. So, well, let's, uh, let's, you know, Clay's been doing great. I've been kind of working on getting some people for our podcast and uh, we've started some travel baseball stuff. So I'm excited. My summer's going a little bit forward too. So, uh, on on the horn this week, uh, we got some really two really awesome guests this week for you. We got Perry Central baseball player Wes Scamahorn, and I know Clay, you're you're very high on Wes and have a good relationship with him. Why don't you tell them a little bit about him? So Wes is a baseball player. He's a starter for Perry Central. He can play first or third base, but we usually have him at third. Um, he's a good pitcher. He's a good batter, and he's an all-around great for person and a good friend because, I mean, if you really need some somebody to do something for you, Wes Gamhorn's the guy that'll do it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. He is a class-act kid, first of all, but I don't know that I've honestly ever coached a harder worker than Wes. Um, he's not a tremendous, like, gifted athlete, but he has worked so hard on his game that it is contagious, meaning – if you have a chance to give West Scamahorn a shot to play college baseball, I don't care where you're at, you're not going to be disappointed because he's going to put in the work necessary to make himself better. And as he tells the story, I love it. And something I want to ask him about is, you know, in his younger years, he didn't even make the all-star teams. And now, you know, if he would have had a season this year, he would have been a three-time all-conference performer as a junior. So I think that says a lot about his character, don't you? Oh, I think that's amazing. I think that somebody that's not afraid to put in hard work, somebody that's always going to give everything they've got is this person that we need on any every single team that we have at Perry Central. And not just Perry Central, that's something that every team needs is somebody that's willing to put in work. Yeah, I think last week, Patrick, I love something that Patrick said. He called you the glue guy. And I think, in a way, uh, Wes is not always going to uh, – you know, Wes is one of those kids that's going to do everything necessary – to make your team better. He's not a big vocal leader like like that nut job who who yells in the dugout. I'm kidding, of course. That's my son, uh, Braden. Um, he gets him going a little bit, but he's going to do everything in the world that he can behind the scenes and leading by example that uh, that, you, that you can anything you can ask for as a coach. So, like I said, also, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, one of my personal heroes growing up and, and, and just a great guy. I've gotten to talk to him several times now. Uh, former Cincinnati Reds and current Texas Ranger Todd Frazier will be on with us. Uh, Clay, you excited about talking to talking to Todd? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a pretty fun opportunity talking to an MLB baseball player again. Because I mean, 
I mean, talking to famous people is kind of new to me. So, you know, this is <laughs> amazing. Well, I'll tell you a funny story this week. We we kind of had Ozzy Smith on the, on on Zoom, which was, you know, big time for us uh, at Perry Central High School, and and was was I was a little nervous, and I've got to interview a lot of these guys now, talk to them on the phone, and I was completely nervous. Well, one of my favorite pitchers growing up was a guy named Bronson Arroyo who pitched for the Reds, so I'm smack dab in the middle of a Ozzy Smith Zoom call, which was awesome. Again, Bronson Arroyo calls me during the meeting, and I have to reject his call. Cause I'm talking to Ozzy Smith and uh, mm. you know, I felt really bad about that. Cause anytime you have a big time celebrity or former athlete call you, it's like, Whoa, this is pretty cool. And then I talked to him on the phone and he goes, well, you know, who are you? I said, well, I said, you know, uh, Bronson, we had this really cool zoom call with a former Eagles player. You might've heard of by the name of uh, Ozzy Smith. And he goes, Oh my goodness. He goes, my favorite player growing up was Ozzy Smith. And he said he used to actually shave, Ozzy in the back of his head before every game when he was little. And he said, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He said, you better hang up on me to talk to him. So, uh, jokingly, you know, um, and so I thought that was a pretty cool moment. So, uh, anyway, so we're excited to have, uh, West game horn on the horn here in just a second. So, uh, Clay, what else you been up to this week, man? I mean, working's just about it. Went swimming yesterday and, you know, just kind of vegging out in Perry County, Indiana. Yeah, I've been making sure all the restaurants stay in stay in uh, business. I've been visiting all the local establishments because, uh, you know, I want to spread my wealth and, and, and keep keep my weight on, and, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, keep keep uh, keep Perry County businesses going. So, up in just a second, we're gonna have West Scamahorn on the horn. All right, Clay. As we wait for West here, just to pop in in a second. Uh, uh, What's your favorite restaurant here in uh, Perry County? Oh, that has to go to Fiesta Grande, man. I love Fiesta Grande. Well, as it's kind of funny. We were talking about you know, visiting your local establishments, and I uh, I visited Fiesta Grande yesterday, and I visit there so often that they know my order, and they kind of know where I like to sit. So we go in there with a small group, and, of course, they're welcoming me with open arms because the big man spends his money out of there. So they – they uh, Welcome to Velvet Arms. Had my drinks ready to go within probably minutes of each other, and uh, it was kind of funny just to kind of see see them getting back on the horn. All right, well, I guess we got Wes here. Uh, Wes, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good. I think uh, we're excited to have you, man. We just talked about what an awesome hard worker you are and, and a, a role model for the team, so we're going to let Clay kick it off with some questions. Yes, sir. All right. First question. How did you feel after hearing your season was canceled this year? Uh, yeah, it was it was really bad. I didn't like it at all. Kind of dream You were going to be one of the best teams in Paris Central history, in my opinion, this year. And like, it just crushed me. Yeah, it was one of those things. Is like I told the team, man. You get your I job and I couldn't see it through so I couldn't imagine as a player putting all the blood sweat and tears that you guys into the game and effort behind yeah. the scenes nobody sees that you just can't you can't cut, get, come and see come to see the season to uh, exist it was, it was brutal so Wes what have you been working on in the off you know, you've had a long off season and, and you know I think we'll kick back off this summer if you play a little bit what have you been working on to improve your uh, game Um, I've been working on like uh, swinging more down on the ball because last year I was more trying to uppercut it 
which wasn't working because I didn't have I had a pretty off year last year, so I'm working on cutting down on the ball. And uh, pitching wise, I'm working on like getting a longer stride length, so I can like be able to throw harder that way. And my yeah. stride was too too short, so I was like throwing too high and it was too it was too inaccurate and all that stuff. Clay, you got another question? Yeah. So, do you have any dreams of playing college baseball? Yes, it's been a huge dream of mine to play college baseball. My dad played JUCO, and I've always wanted to follow in his footsteps, or maybe even go farther than he had, farther than he did. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, a testament to you and your hard work because your dad is was a wonderful baseball player, first of all. But I, like I told Clay, I said I don't know that I've ever seen anybody work harder to get better than you trying to transform your body, your nutrition, your your uh, obviously your swing and your 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 pitching but something i want to say is you know you, you mentioned last year that you kind of struggled a little bit i think that's one reason i like west is because he is humble the kid still batted like 350 or 360 and he said he struggled and for 350 to 360 for a normal kid that's probably a career year he he had a sectional championship semifinal win that he dominated against South Spencer he hit nearly two home runs against our biggest rival Tell City so when he says he 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 struggled at times, you know maybe partly in the season, but he still had a heck of a year. So I like that fact that he's willing to say, "Hey, I I was I'm not I'm not satisfied with what I did. I want better." And I think that's something that's going to make him better down the road. So, uh, what is something that uh, people may be surprised to know about West Camahorn, the person or the or a baseball player? Well, I don't know. It's what do you what do you like to do besides play baseball? Well, sometimes I like to uh, play basketball in the backyard. Like, okay. mm-hmm. like it work it helps me with my uh, ability to work my ability to go longer in the games because it works. Yeah, I run a lot more in basketball and it, I jump more, and yeah. able to work my legs more. Absolutely. So that's good. Clay, you got another question? Well, I mean something that nobody knows about West Camhorn is that he's an absolute sniper from three. That man <laughs> should play basketball. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Thanks, man. So, what do you have? So, I know that you, you uh, we talked about it earlier in the show about how you said it yourself, you know, you didn't make all-star teams back whenever you were younger, but now, you, if you had a season that you would go and you'd be a three-time all-conference player, so what do you what's your advice to younger players that maybe aren't doing as well now but they want to be like West Gamhorn? They want to go up and have varsity dreams. What is your advice to them? Um, work hard every day. It's like it's just work hard every day. You gotta lift weights. It's, baseball's gotta be like it's gotta be like your job most of the time. It's gotta be an everyday thing. You gotta work every day, you gotta Lift weights every day, lift heavy weights every day, run a lot, run miles every day. It's like an everyday thing. It's it's my it's pretty much my life. Well I like that you said just keep working hard. Obviously you have a really good relationship with your dad. He's coached you for years. Yes, sir. And he's uh he's one of our coaches as well. He does a great job with kids. What do you think is the biggest thing that your dad has taught you? about the game of baseball to be successful? Well, to be honest, it's probably competitiveness because my dad was very competitive when he was in high school. 
in college. Yeah. Probably the most competitive person I know. <laughs> and like, he always taught me that to never, to never like your other teammates. Then never ever like the other team. Is yeah. what I mean. And I don't. Yeah, and like to go out there and try to kick their butt every every single game. Never like them. But if you like them, it's like you try to go down on trying to kick their butt, you know? Yeah. As you're saying, I look at it this way, Wes. There's a reason I know COVID-19 we can't do this, but there's a reason we shake hands after games. Yes. we can. The game starts. It's, it's, a, it's time to win. It's time to challenge ourselves against you. And I want to win. I want to beat you as bad as I can. But at the end of it, at the end of the day, then at the, that moment, we can be friends. We can move on. So I love that competitive nature. Mm-hmm. I always tell the story jokingly of, of that's kind of, you know, how I am with Braden. Whenever if I've talked nothing else, I hope it's competitiveness, hard work, and to be a good person because jokingly, you know, I'm one of the most competitive people on the planet, too. I can't stand losing. Yeah. When I was younger, if, if, if Braden is a third grader and I'm a, you know, at the time probably 27, whatever it was, 29, 30-year-old guy, and I'm playing bowling against him, I want to be, <laughs> even though he's a third-grade kid. He's my kid. That's the competitive nature of which a lot of us were raised. And, and now, jokingly, I'd probably have let him win at the time, but that's how my mindset and probably your mindset of your dad works is that yeah. that's the way we were raised and the way we were taught is that winning is very important. And I think and that's something I wanted to ask you about is, you know, one of the things surprised me when I got here, and it wasn't a knock on Perry Central. I was just surprised that Perry Central had never won a baseball sectional before. So what would winning a sectional for Perry Central Baseball mean to West Skidmore? It would mean everything, everything to me, honestly. Then, because, like, if we go through our sectional, then we have a good chance of winning regional and a good chance of going to state and winning state, too. So it's a, that's a second dream of mine as in college baseball is winning sectional and winning regional and going to state and all that. And, yeah, just winning all that. Yeah, Clay, you got. A, I think we got a couple of time for a couple more questions. You got one more for for Wes. Yeah, so you know, if you guys won a state championship in baseball, that would be the first state championship that I think Perry Central's ever held. Am I right on that, Mister? Yes, Stitt? yes, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. On. All right, so I want to know your opinion on our newest coaching staff member, Coach. Oh. Mitch- <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Was, I knew this was coming. <laughs> Uh, well, Clay's a good coach. <laughs> coach Mitchell's a good coach. He can, uh, <laughs> meh. Well, he's hey, decent, I guess, maybe. Hey, what do you think about his swing whenever he, uh, he participated oh, in our workout? Oh, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It's nukes. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like he walked out of the teaching manual of how to hit. <laughs> and he does how to hit. Just for example, it's so amazing. It's so perfect. But actually, all kidding, he does hit the ball pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, uh, no, you know, yeah. It's not bad at all. And, uh, so no, that's pretty funny. Uh, I got a, I got one last question for you, Wes. Then we'll yes, wrap sir. it up. Um, who are some of the the baseball players today that you kind of admire and, and kind of maybe pattern your game after? Well, uh, current players, I'd say Aaron Judge is one of my favorite players because. He's played for the Yankees, and he's it's absolute absolute nukes. So, yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with like a past player, my favorite player is Derek Jeter. So 
I try to model my game after him, like as in his attitude and stuff, because he's like very, he's very humble. He's uh, plays the game the right way. He wasn't the big, biggest guy. He was like, dude, play shortstop. He wasn't the biggest guy, but he got his job done. So that's what I want to do. I, I was, I was blessed by having, by being a bigger person. Yeah. I mean, you don't, baseball isn't really, you don't have to be big or have, don't have to be small or anything like that. It's just right. depends on your athletic ability and all that stuff. And just, it's just, I was blessed. I was blessed by the gods to have big body like this and strong enough. And yeah, just. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to compare you to Derek Jeter for a minute because I got to interview former. Uh, Yankees pitcher on Wednesday night. His name is John Lieber, and he played with yeah. uh, Jeter for a couple of years. And he said the biggest surprise that he thought with Jeter was that Jeter might be a kind of leader, like maybe like a Michael Jordan who gets in your face a little bit, or Brady. He said that he never saw in two years of playing with Jeter him upset at a teammate. If he was if he was disappointed, he might talk to him a little bit. He never ever got in anybody's face. He was always calm. He was always respectful. He was always humble, and he was always a class act. And for somebody of his stature to be able to do that to me is is unique in the world that we live in today. And um, you know, so if if John Lieber can tell us that story about Derek Jeter, you know, Wes, there's so many comparisons to you. I'd never see you get rattled on the mound if a teammate makes an error. Um, so that's a huge compliment to you when you you're you're used to you want to your team to play at such a high level as kind of one of the leaders on our team that you don't, you know, you don't get rattled. You just want the best for each team and you want to win. So I think that's a remarkable thing in today's society. So uh, Clay, you want to wrap this up or uh, you got any last questions? No more last questions. Wes, thank you so much for being on the show. It meant a lot to us to have our own player, you know, being <laughs> on the show besides Will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It, hey, and when you know when when the college coaches here, Clay, uh, or sorry, West, start uh start calling, you know, I'm gonna start forwarding them to Coach Mitchell because he's he's gonna put in good words for you and he's gonna get you scouted, he's gonna get you that scholarship offer you've been waiting for. So guys, we're gonna talk to Todd Frazier about several things. We're gonna talk to him about uh kind of what he's doing now. Uh, we're gonna ask him some fun questions about maybe like what some rules he would change, what he's been up to, and, uh, you know, how, how baseball's been to him. So, Wes, like I said, man, thanks for joining us, and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day, bud. Yep, you too. Thank you very much. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. We have Todd Frazier on the line. How, how are you, Todd? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. I really thank you for joining us again, and those for you, uh, maybe, maybe – if you haven't heard it from Todd Frazier in this area, then to me you're crazy. But uh, played for the Reds. He's also played for the White Sox, New York Yankees, uh, the Mets, and then currently is a member of the Texas Rangers. So, again, thanks for joining us, Todd. Do you care if I ask you a few questions? Oh, uh, let's get to it, man. We'll have some fun. All right, sounds good, man. Um, what I had, I wanted to kind of start off with just a, a quick question about what are you hearing the uh, Major League season baseball might look like this year? Yeah, I mean we're going back and forth. Um... You know, it's very tough because both sides, you know, are trying to get the best of what they want and one for the players and one for the owners. And uh, it's very hard. It's one of those unprecedented um, type of situations we've never been in before. I mean, our main focus is this. We want to play. As the players, we want to play. 
but we also, you know, want to play in fair situations, whether it's being healthy, uh, money, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, the owners right now are seeing that they're going to lose a lot of money. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's all different underlying factors. Uh, you know, we want to see their books. They're not letting us see their books. Uh, they're, they're trying to take us for more money than what the proration already says. So uh, it's a difficult time. So it's a sticky subject. But, you know, fans out there need to understand we want to play and we want to make this happen. It's just got to be, you know, on the right terms, got to be fair for both sides. Yeah, definitely. And I understand uh, from both perspectives, kind of things we just, you know, as fans, we just want to see you on the field. I know that's what the players want. So we're behind you, man, and we'll uh, continue to reach you guys on. And, and when it comes back up, we'll be watching. Um, I actually wanted to kind of add a question here real quick. I was actually reading while uh, uh, while uh, I was talking to Clay earlier, and and, and apparently uh, after you guys won the uh, Little League World Series where you, you were younger, you got to actually visit Yankee Stadium and during the National Anthem uh, stand next to, uh, I believe, is a, a famous shortstop in uh, New York Yankee history named Derek Jeter. What did that mean to you? Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he's the guy I looked up to uh, ever since I was little. Guy never got in trouble. That was something that I always loved about him. You know, he, he was in the spotlight every single day, but he understood, you know, you know, when he'd probably been in a tough situation before, but he, he knew, you know, this could look bad. This could, you know, let, let's try something else. So it's a guy everybody looked up to. Not only was he a great defender, great offender too as well, but he, he was a guy that played the game the right way. And there's something, you know, and I got to meet him. His, his, you know, my first time meeting him and then my last time, Seeing him again was his last All-Star game, so I got to play against him there too, which was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's an incredible story. Uh, I mean, he's as, as I think of you being a you know Midwest kind of North New Jersey legend and legend across baseball. Uh, you know, you, you can't you. I mean, Derek Jeter, you can't you can't have much of a big, bigger name than that one. So let's kind of ask you a fun question here. If Todd Frazier were commissioner of baseball. What rule would you change and why would you do so? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rules. But the first one I think I would to the season. I would, um, I would come together as a group. I would take 30 days off. That's what I would do. I would take 30 days off so either season, you know, would end, you know, um, uh, what is it? What's before September? August. August. August, yeah, I would August, August, yeah. August 31st, have the playoffs run through and finish through September. And I think – you know, you get October, November, December, January, and, you know, you get a good five months off and yeah. and you go from there. I, I think that would be the best possible way. Um, and, you know, I know money's involved. You make more money the more games you play. Yeah. But for me, I would cut the season down to about 132 games instead yeah. instead of that 162. I think that would be pr plenty fine of games uh, to decide a winner. Yeah, I, 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 I always think about that. You know, I think the times when the, that was, was okay is we, we took trains to games back then. And, yeah. uh, you know, and now every single day you're, you're on the field and, and risking injury and risking, you know, and I, I know baseball is the greatest game in the world, but you're still risking your and having all that time away from your family. And in the world that we live in today, I couldn't support you more on that. I think that would be a, an excellent part. And as fans, it might help uh, spark more interest in the game, having the playoffs earlier too, instead of, you know, when football is, is coming around and, and trying to take, you know, fans back and forth from stuff. So Yeah, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I always talk to uh, talk to players even from the high school level to college to um, MLB, and, and one of the things that they try to do is they try to identify some of their areas to improve in this past offseason. So what are some of the things you've been working on? Yeah, for me, um, trying to go the other way again. I was a guy that, you know, early in my career, I could hit the ball the other way with the best of them. It's just one of those things where – 
you know, the new stadiums you play in, some of them have short porches. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to let this thing fly a little bit. So for me, uh, would be trying to go the other way and using my hands more and not worrying about my lower half. I think that's something I get away from as well. Um, trusting my hands and knowing how strong I am and how strong I, I can be and uh, just being more confident. I'm always a confident guy, but you can always be more confident. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely some good areas to improve, and that's what we tell our kids if they're struggling. Uh, the best thing we feel like to, to get better at hitting-wise is just to start working on hitting opposite field. That's kind of what we've been told, and in, in the research shows it. So I know that in 2015, you achieved to me was one of the great, uh, neatest achievements in sports, and that is winning the Home Run Derby yes. in the hometown of Cincinnati. What did that mean to you? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, it was something I'll never forget. It was a, it was fantastic. I had both my brothers there. My oldest brother thrown to me, Charlie, and my middle brother was my hype man, Jeff. It was a lot of fun. My parents were there. I know, you know, they were smiling from ear to ear once they knew I was going there. And uh, eventually I won the whole thing. You know, my wife and my, my first child, Blake, was there. We were on the field. It was in with family. It was just I'm a big family guy, and that's something that I'll never forget. Yeah, I mean that's a tremendous uh, that's a tremendous accomplishment. I know you beat some some really really big names to to, to win at Jock Peterson and and I believe Prince Fielder was the champion of the year before, and I think he beat Josh Donaldson in the semifinals. So what a what an amazing uh, feat there. So uh, tell you. us tell us something about uh, tell us something about yourself that uh, people would be surprised that Todd Frazier likes or maybe like a hidden talent that you have. Yeah, um, I'm, that's pretty funny that you asked that. Um, I'm a big baseball, like a card collector. I love collecting cards. I, you know, I stopped for a little bit. Now I just got back into it. Um, I, I used to collect letters that, you know, my parents used to send me like, like Christmas cards and, yeah. uh, and, uh, birthday cards that, you know, my grandpa's used to send me and my grandma and other, you know, all passed away. So I got something memorable, memorable for them, you know, to look at. I love playing ping pong. I'm a good ping pong player. So, uh, I'm always up for a game of ping pong. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty cool to know that someone, you know, at the MLB level still has that same passion for when they were younger and collecting baseball cards as we all probably have that are baseball fans at some point. So, um, I know you played college uh, football at Rutgers. Uh, wanted to see what your thoughts what was. What was a normal week for you like there at Rutgers? Yeah, for me, um, you know, we, we always play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, for me, normal week. Uh, Monday would be workout day early. It was probably around seven o'clock. We get there, work out, hit the weights, uh, go to breakfast, come back, um, get ready for class. And then we always had practice in between two and three o'clock. So starts at three, ends at five. And then you had to hit a class at night, try and get your studies in and eat in between. So it was a hectic schedule. It took me a while. Yeah. Uh, it took me like the first half of my, um, my professor, my collegiate career to understand, you know, what I needed to do. So it's that time from high school to college where it's like, Hey, you know, you need to step it up here a little bit and figure it out. So I eventually did, but uh, you know, it's, it was, it was awesome times. And then as you got older, you understood, you know, which routes to take as, as you're driving and, and there you go from there. Yeah. Uh, something we kind of mentioned, it may be a very similar answer, but I, I really wanted to ask it because I know, a lot of our listeners are our high school players in the area, and then, so what, what? What? What would you tell a high school player that's struggling to work on to try to get better uh, in terms of hitting? Um, first, I, I would tell them see the ball. I, I think that's a little saying that you know, many, it goes unnoticed now. Use your eyes to see the ball because guys are, you know, sometimes they work on too much and uh, they're not visualizing that barrel hitting the bat. 
Um, I'm a big believer in little stuff like that, you know, will get you a far way. Um, you know, a lot of guys talk about, you know, keeping your hands in tight. I'm more of a guy, you know, knob to the ball guy. You know, it's one of those things where if you if your path goes from knob, the bottom of your bat to the baseball, it's going to stay inside no matter what. You know, you don't want your hands to be caught inside where you can't fight and get them out of there and get that bloop single to right or, you know, scoop somebody up and uh, hit a home run. So, you know, see the ball and use your hands, knob it to the bat, and um, go from there. Like I say, we're joined by Todd Frazier on our podcast. Uh, just asking a couple more questions here. Uh, are you a fan of any other sports? And if so, what are your, some of your favorite athletes? Yeah, I mean, big basketball fan. I'm a big football fan. For me, I'm a big college basketball guy. Yeah. Jim Beheim with the Syracuse Orange. Yeah. Um, I've grown to love him. Uh, Hakeem yeah. Wark was one of my favorite. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my football team is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And people are like, why you say that? You're from Jersey. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I was a big Mike Allstott fan, Midwest yeah. guy from Purdue. Yeah. Um, the A train, I love him to death. Yeah. And now we got Tom Brady and Gronkowski. I mean, sky's the limit. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about this year. I stuck with him from, you know, from day one. And, uh, you know, bottom line, um, yeah, I like some quirky teams, but, you know, yeah. I do enjoy a good game of basketball and football. I'll tell you what, that Syracuse team with Jerry McNamara and uh, Hakeem Work and Carmelo Anthony was fun to watch. And yes. I, I still remember Jerry McNamara just on fire in the final four, man. He, he carried them along with Carmelo, and, and it, that was an awesome ride. Yes, it was. It was, it was really awesome. I mean, the comebacks they had yeah. were phenomenal, and, you know, you couldn't ask for more. All right, I got two more questions for you, if that's okay. Um, sure. as, a, as a former Yankee, you know, yourself, uh, my brother would probably hurt me if I didn't ask you this question because he's a big, big Yankees fan. What was it like playing in Yankee Stadium? Oh, man. Um, honestly, it was a thrill. I didn't know how how much I really would love it. But, you know, once I got there, you know, Yankees, when you become a Yankee, you know, you're, you're, put, you're put on that pedestal where, you know, you got to act a certain way. You got to shave. You got to be professional even more. I loved every second about it. You know, going on that field, growing up, watching Yankees all the time since it was basically an hour drive from where I live. Uh, you know, you could feel the prestige, the yeah. guys that used to play there, the Reggie Jacksons and Babe Ruth. I mean, you could just feel it. And it's it just – it's breathtaking sometimes. So now I got a jersey with both, you know, Mets and Yankees where I can put in my uh, man cave and say I play for both. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is – that's an amazing experience. And like I said, the, the I just went to a Mets game at one point when I was in New York City and the atmosphere just even in a Mets game was electric and uh, and and that was before you know uh the, the new era kind of with center guard and, and, and jacob de grom and all those guys so uh yeah. but still a fun, a fun time uh need less there so yeah all right, i got one more question for you and, and it's just kind of see what you want to do in the future i know i hope you have you know 10 or 12 more great seasons in there but uh, <laughs> we wanted to get your your thoughts on maybe after your playing days are over what what, what, what are some of the things that maybe you want to do yeah i mean you know for me there's a couple things. I mean, the main thing, I want to teach my, my kids the right way to play the game. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to coach them all the way up to Little League. You know, maybe, you know, be be part of um, an organization. Now, I don't know about managing just yet. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of time and effort. Yeah. You know, maybe be a broadcaster or, you know, Secaucus, yeah. New Jersey, where the MLB Network is. And I'd like to be, you know, a host on that, too, as well, for a couple of days a week. I think that would be cool. So, Stay with baseball, but first and foremost, take care of my kids and uh, go from there. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I will tell you kind of a personal story that meant a lot to our family. We were at a Reds game when my little girl was probably five or six, and uh, 
there were some people signing autographs, people signing autographs, and I saw you sign autographs, and she she had this little visor that we went up there, and you went out of your way, I think maybe 30 to 45 minutes to sign stuff for kids, and, and you don't see that nowadays as much. And so, you know, just as somebody that's a fan of the game and loves watching the game and appreciates the good people in the game, I really want to thank you for that moment. Uh, no doubt about it, man. I, I try and act, you know, like that old saying goes. Act like somebody's never been there before. Put a smile on the face because you don't really know what they're going through in life, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and like I said, I appreciate your time, Todd. And as always, you're a class act, and uh, we'll follow your career. And uh, I think you're destined, myself, to have a lot of good years ahead. And also, to me, one day being uh, – you're really good to talk to you and fun to talk to you. I think if you want to be a broadcaster, you'd be amazing. I appreciate it, man. It's always good talking to you, too. All right, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, but All right, have a good one. All right, up next, what we're going to have is we're going to kind of wrap up our talk with Todd. And, and what we're going to do is uh, kind of go from there. We're going to wrap up our – we also had uh, West Gamerhorn on the line for Perry Central High School. So, like I said, we're going to wrap it up, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in just a bit. All right, guys, as we just wrapped up our interview with, with uh, Todd Frazier, we want to kind of wrap up the show here today. Uh, uh, how, how did you enjoy uh, talking to Wes today, Clay? Oh, you know, that was pretty – it was pretty awesome, you know. I haven't seen him since this whole coronavirus thing's happened, so it's good to catch back up with him, especially if it's on the air praising his baseball accomplishments. So, I think that was pretty fun. Yeah, he, he, he's a good dude, man. He's uh, one of those guys who just does it the right way, and I respect that. And that's something, as as uh, you know, I just mentioned, uh, we had talked with Todd Frazier as well. Todd Frazier really talked a lot about how he, he views baseball and, and how um, – Playing it the right way means to him. I thought one of the coolest things that Todd Frazier said was, um, "What, what, what? A, if he was commissioner for a day, what would he change about baseball?" And he said that he would shorten the season. And you know, as a player, that would actually mean less money for him because he's playing in, in thirty less games. What do you think about that, Clay? You know, I think that that takes. I think that's character for him. You know, if he's willing to shorten a season and make less money. For whatever reason he gave for that, I was I don't really know. I wasn't there, but I honestly think that takes some character to do, considering it'd be money in his pocket that he'd be losing. Yeah, you you were making pizzas while we had to record that one, so you know you you were working hard doing stuff, and that Todd's time was was uh, short there, so we had to get it done. Uh, but no, yeah, he, and he also said something cool, Clay, too, which I want to kind of bring up one more time is, um, you know, as a I asked him, I said, what what is something about Todd Frazier that people would be surprised or that they may not know about him. And he said, you know, man, he said he still has a passion for baseball. And, and he, when he was younger, he used to collect baseball cards. They kind of like sports memorabilia. So even today, he said he still collects baseball cards of all of his favorite players that are currently playing. And uh, he has a pretty massive collection. So what do you think about, you know, somebody that's an MLB player themselves kind of collecting uh, their peers, uh, you know, in the game? You know, I think that's pretty cool, you know. You don't really hear about stuff like that that baseball players do. I'm actually kind of surprised to hear that he does that, considering you know I figured he'd collect baseball cards of himself. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you hear it in today's society, you may, you're, I think you're right on that. He actually had some cool things. He thinks, uh, you know, they will play a season this year, and actually, he said something I didn't know. Uh, you know, they've been talking about the players and owners trying to agree on a contract. He said, but in the proposal itself. The the uh, the owners can actually mandate that the players are forced to play at some point. He said he thinks that might be in the, being the, what happens is that the owners 
force the players to play with their current contract. So, uh, you know, I think that's something that we could uh, could be good for baseball just to get back out on the on the field. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, next week, Clay, I got a couple of guests for you um, just to, to let you know real quick. Um, former ESPN um, host, and he writes for TheAthletic.com now. Uh, his name is Jason Stark, uh, sports writer and sports anchor, and uh, it covers baseball uh, primarily, but does other sports as well. He's going to be joining us, and uh, I think we're going to have the Kentucky High School Gatorade Player of the Year, Mr. Dalen Lyle, on the horn uh, for next week. And I think you had a football guest maybe for next week? Yeah, I did, but we're still working on that one. We're working on the local yeah. guest for next week. Yeah, that's okay. Like I said, I think Dalen Dalen's a great friend of Braden's, and we've known him for years. He'll do a good job for us. And Jason Stark will bring a, a new approach to the, the show that we haven't had before. We'll kind of talk to him about what's going on in society, and then also, you know, sports in general, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So, hopefully, we're, we're working on some some football guests for you for the next few weeks. But uh, probably next week's show will still be baseball centered, which is fine with me because I love it and coach it. But uh, we're going to be working on some football things for you and try to get you some guests here for that as well. So, Clay, what are you going to be up to uh, this week? This next week? Next week? Yep. Same thing as this week, making pizzas. Well, uh, it's a cool, cool thing coming to, to uh, uh, Tell City is uh, in, in Paris, Paris Central and Perry County areas. Baseball's back. Um, they actually released uh, the news that we can start playing games, tournaments in our area. So, you're going to see the uh, restaurants opening back up even better and Bowling alleys, amusement parks are all going to be started opening up. So, uh, you know, I hope everybody stays safe in the current crisis. But at the same time, it'll be so great to, you know, be able to have some entertainment options as well. So, uh, Clay, uh, as we end the show like usual, snow out. Clay out.